was there was movie. a time, yeah, but there was a time when you could have a kids movie and like lots of like people would get killed and would be super violent. And the one that reminds me of is Cloak and Dagger, with Dabney Coleman oh, wow. and Henry Thomas from uh, ET. Yeah, and there was a lot of homicide in that movie, like. People getting killed all over the place. I remember it. I was like, Jesus. That reminds you of Daryl? It did because it's it's that same kind of like, it, it was around the same time. It was close to that same era. And they're both like more violent than you would see for a kid's movie now. Well, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like that era, well, you can get away with that That's when they were still getting diddled. So what? That's when the kids were still getting diddled, the kid actors. Oh, Corey Feldman, if only we'd listened to you earlier. And he, yeah. yeah. Well, he's dead, right? No, Feldman's still alive, dude. Haim's dead. Oh, Haim's dead. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, the other one's career is dead. Did you ever see that horror film, that horror show he did on, I believe it was sci-fi? It was live. Like, the pe- <laughs> like people voted for what, who was going to be killed off oh, Jesus. in the house. You Let's, never saw that? No, but it sounds it was, goddamn terrible. <laughs> um, look it up. I gotta check it out. No, um, Corey Feldman at his best. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Corey. He did a movie called Busted as well, which was like him and Haim was in it briefly. Clearly, so drugged out of his mind, he barely knew where he was. It, it is an attempt to do an airplane type comedy with cops, and it might be the worst thing ever put on film. It's it's up there. Like, and I have a huge tolerance for that kind of crazy shit, and it is unwatchably stupid. Did you ever see Blown Away? Which one? The Corey, the Corey, the Corey's one. Not the Corey's one. I saw the one with uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, and there's another Kevin. one called Blown Away featuring those two whack jobs. Anyway, we're not here to talk about those two whack jobs. <laughs> the Corey's. The Corey's. No, you, you've, you're listening to the Corey cast. Uh, I'm Corey. <laughs> and I'm Corey. No. Uh... <laughs> Heaven forbid. Now, you are listening to the uh, to the Series Run podcast. I am Matt. I am Matt. And uh, we watched Rambo. First Bloods, the Middle Bloods. All, all the Bloods. Them. All the Bloods. All the Bloods done. Do you know your blood type? I used to. Oh, negative. Isn't that a band? <laughs> That's type O. Type O negative. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, I want to say sexual-ish. I want to say I'm an AB something or other. I don't remember. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, these are interesting. If and we'll get into it, somewhat problematic in most of them. Um, for me, there's a lot of and I don't mean to be all woke guy, but there's a lot of triggering shit going on in these movies. Oh yeah. Um, it was meant to be a political. Well, yeah, but anyway, the first one, we'll just jump into it. First Blood. I'm gonna hop right out here and say it is a good to great movie. Yeah, it is goddamn great. I mean, it's a lot of fun, not fun, but it's a good movie to watch. It starts up pretty fast. I like that. Yep, 1982. I was 10. I was not conceived. No, I know. I was still a floater. Still a still a moat in in God's eye. <laughs> um, I was ten. And of course, went to see it with all my friends. We were big uh, 
big Brian Dennehy fans. So we really? all, yeah, we all saw this. Yeah, Denneheads is what they call this. They're Interesting. Big, big fans uh, of his work. Uh, <laughs> Only other movie I know he's in is Tommy Boy. Dude, he's in tons of stuff. Um, directed by Ted, I know, sadly. Directed by Ted Kochef. Um, he made some interesting movies in the 70s. Fun with Dick and Jane is a lot of fun. And North Dallas 40. And then in the 80s, he made Weekend at Bernie's. He was in that? He made it. Ted Kochef directed it. Same guy directed First Blood, directed Weekend at Bernie's. Nice. It's range, man. The second one was great. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> since then, he's fallen into pretty crappy TV. Does uh, He's done a bunch of Law & Order episodes, and he's directed a lot of Red Shoe Diaries episodes. And... Ooh, Zelman Kings, huh? Ooh, yeah. Woo! And so he basically has to just film people having simulated sex and David Duchovny talking blandly into a that's microphone. right. He fucking was in that. That mm-hmm. was weird. That was in between X File seasons. Yep. Then uh, uh, you know this is a really good Border Gun great movie. Um, that's perfectly cast. Yeah. Um, Krenna's very good. Um, but even the minor dudes are really well cast. David Caruso manages <laughs> not to uh, dominate the entire movie. Yeah. Which he tends to do. Well, he's um, a nobody. <laughs> what? He was holding people's cups back then. Well, funny. I mean, it was like his second or third movie, but I mean, he's 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 good in it. Like he actually has a presence in the movie. It's just not eating scenery away from everybody else. And uh, Jack Star- Jack Starrett, who was the uh, the dickhead guy who gets shot in the um, helicopter. Yeah, he course. had a long, long career in a bunch of exploitation stuff, mostly biker movies. Um, but then he was in Blazing Saddles. He was Gabby Johnson. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the whole movie for me is Dennehy. He's so good in it. Yeah. Um, well, he brings range. Well, yeah, and I just feel like he owns it every time he's on screen. And speaking of, like when you were saying, the only other thing you know him from is uh, Tommy Boy, which he is great in. But he was also Silverado. He's the bad guy in that. Cocoon. Cocoon, yeah, that was a good um, one. He was great in that. And, of course, FX, The Deadly Art of Illusion, That's and right. its oh, sequel. Man, yeah, FX2 is awesome. Yeah, he's in both of those. But the villain, his villain in it, first of all, if I ever have a video game villain that I'm playing online or something, I'm going to name him Diesel. Because um, <laughs> he's such a jackass. But he's also, like, understandable in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, you get, he sucks, but you get where he's coming from. Like, I don't need these, like, crazy homeless transients in my little tiny town. It's perfect in every way, and they're going to screw it up, and I don't want that. He takes it way, 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 way too far. But, and I think I've mentioned this before, he reminds me of of one of my favorite villains, Gandolfini in The Last Castle, Mm -hmm. where he's like, somebody's going to find out that I'm fucking up my job. Yeah. And we can't have that. So if I have to kill this dude to keep my job, that's just what's going to happen. Um, I have a problem with all these movies on one level in that at some point Rambo has to almost be considered a bad guy. Like there is short of motivations and this one he has great motivations, right? 
Like this one, he gets forced into a situation that he has no control over. Really. I mean, the cops are just dicks. Well, right? Their boss is a dick. Well, their boss, <laughs> technically, their deputy is the biggest dick. The guy in the helicopter, uh, is Starrett's character. Yeah. He's a crazy asshole. But the fact that the boss backs him up makes him at least as bad. And he gets forced in that situation and literally he does everything he can to not kill those dudes. Like, yeah, I'll like kill your dogs, which already is, you know, anytime you Technically, you, you didn't see that. You didn't see the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, I'm waiting you know, for the sixth one to come out and the yeah, dogs are going to show up. Like, really bad. I'm fine. <laughs> could have stuck his thumb up there. Yeah, but he doesn't kill them, but he could have. And he says that. Yeah. It's like, look, man, just let me go. It'll be fine. But then he has to keep pushing his bullshit because now it's a dick-waving contest. And I get it, like, you know, I wouldn't have started something like that, but if, if you're in some situation like that, it's like, no, this dude has gone after a bunch of my buddies and killed, as far as you know, has killed a guy, right? Technically, he did kill him. He threw a rock at him and knocked him out of the helicopter. It's like he did it on purpose, but... Yeah, but dude was hanging out the helicopter, though. Well, the dude's an asshole, but... <laughs> um, oh, and while I'm thinking of it, the other reason I love Brian Dennehy, I don't know if you've ever seen it, Patton Oswalt had a really funny bit about him where he said he was, like, trying to lose a bunch of weight so he get a bunch of leading man roles in movies and whatever, and he goes to some party, some Hollywood party, and he sees all these beautiful people there. It was Oswalt talking. He's like, oh, fuck it. And he just starts, like... <laughs> Like loading up a plate from the buffet at this party, and he goes, "Once you know it, I get a tap on the shoulder. It's fucking Brian Dennehy." <laughs> and he goes, yeah, "Character actors, nobody gives a shit what we eat." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, sweet, I'll be a best friend forever. Awesome." Um, but they give him every opportunity to get out, and he's just being a dick the whole time. And I get it, but yeah, I mean. It's a great movie. I mean, I can kind of see at the end, Stallone shooting up the town, being the bad guy part of it, but... Well, I mean, a lot of the stuff in the provoked. woods is almost, and this gets worse later, but it's almost like a Friday the 13th Jason thing going on in the woods, where it's a bunch of dudes that are just wandering around in the woods, and then suddenly the killer jumps out. Blah, yeah, but I mean, that's... He's a Vietnam vet. He's yeah, a, I know. And that comes way so. more... That gets way more prevalent in the later movies. But it starts here, way more prevalent later. That becomes almost the point by the fourth one. Um, in this one, though, uh, yeah, no, it is a great movie. I mean, they pushed him to that. And the ending, okay, so what you want about Stallone. I think he's got more range than people give him credit for. He's a good actor. He is. He has, he has a lot more, like... Stallone's a really easy actor to make fun of because he has an odd vocal inflection. And he's probably the... He's one of the easiest actors to imitate. It's kind of like doing an imitation of Scott Stapp from Creed. Like... <laughs> you just have to kind of mumble and then people know who you're trying to be. Right? But I will be the first one to do this. And I haven't seen this in years. The ending when he's telling that story about the uh, his buddy getting blown up by the shoe shine boy. Yeah, I teared up. I mean, that was a good. That was 
probably one of the best parts of the movie was. It is. The ending's amazing. Because you, uh, I mean, yeah, I cheered up a little bit. I mean, it's, I mean, it was real. Like, and it seemed very, very real. Well, and that story is impossibly sad and really makes you, like, understand it where he's, like, barely coherent. Just like, he had his brains all over me and I don't know what to do. Like, that whole thing. I was like, Jesus, man. I'm like, that totally explains this movie. That's why he deserves a pass. Yeah, for this one, for sure. Um, and you know the original ending. The original ending. The original ending for this was that with Krenna's help, because they're in that thing together, mm-hmm. Rambo commits suicide. Really? Yeah, that was the original ending. They shot it. I had always thought that that was some kind of studio thing that they were forcing on it. And that is not the case. Uh, I, I read a, an interview with Kochev and the director. He said after they shot it, Sloan came to him and, and pitched this other ending. And he said, yeah, let's let's do that. And they shot it, and he said, you know, and the studio was actually like, wait, 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 wait. And he's like, no, 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 let's shoot this thing. And he said the reason that he wanted to do that ending is because Rambo goes through so much shit in that movie. It's so dark. Yeah. And it's so nasty to him. He was like, we cannot end this movie with him dying. It would be the most bleak bullshit movie ever. Like, it just goes like, terrible, 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 terrible. Like, there's no redemption for anybody ever. At least let the dude live. And originally, Denny, he was supposed to die, too. Yeah. And they let him live, too. So they shot that whole extra ending. And I think that works a lot better. I agree with him. Yeah, I don't think I would have... Well, there, nothing would have became of it, obviously. Um, this episode wouldn't be if they would have yeah. killed him off the first one. But, uh, no, I like the ending. I like how I like how fast the movie started, but then it ended just like that, too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very stripped down. There's not a lot of, like, filler here. I know Stallone wasn't a fan of the first one. Really? Yeah. When did he say that? Well, it was just kind of, like, throughout, because a lot of things were getting, you know... Had a lot to do with writing, and just mm. the direction of it. Because for one, it was, it was a book originally yeah. in the early '70s, and it was a lot of people attempted to make a film adaptions of that book already. Mm. Um, but yeah, Stallone didn't really care for the first, first movie. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I really, I think it's the best one. I'm spoiler alert. Well, I think it's the best one. See number four. <laughs> just saying. Uh. uh. <laughs> Yeah, number four. We're going to discuss that. Uh, 15 million, and I did not realize this is that big a hit. Um, 15 million budget. Worldwide gross of 125 million in uh, 1982 dollars, which is huge. That's a lot of money. Um, It's got a 7.7 on IMDb, which I think is about right. Yeah. Uh, It was an 86.85 Rotten Tomatoes, which again, I think is pretty, pretty much there. I'd watch it again. I think it's a great movie. I think it's really well done. These are one of those set of films where, because of my age, I watched the second one thinking that was the first one. I can see that. And then this, the, when Rambo 3 came out, I didn't get it. I thought 1 and 2 were the same. Because oh. of the titles. Yeah, that little, makes sense. It throws it off a little bit. So I didn't see the first one until... After I saw the third one. So I saw the second and the third one. And then I saw the first one. That's got to be a bit of whiplash. Well, that's totally. only because it's just, I think just because of the age-wise. Like, yeah, but that's got to be a huge tone whiplash for you. 
it was difficult to watch the first one when I first saw it. Yeah. Because I was like, this ain't Rambo. Like, <laughs> I no bullshit. I even looked back and I'm like, what? Wait a minute. Rambo's blowing up fucking commies in the desert. Yeah. What the, what's he doing in this town? Well, and one in three could not be more different a character. That's yeah. kind of my thing with these movies, right? Like, and you know, to get into it. Okay, so. Three years later, they make they make uh, Rambo First Blood Part Two, and this is a. It's hard, actually, it's hard for me to watch the second and third ones without having a little bit of. It's hard to take them seriously because they've been made fun of and referenced so many goddamn times. Yeah. Since nineteen eighty six, I mean, after I watched the third one, I watched Hot Shots Part Two as a pet palate cleanser. And they take scenes just, they just <laughs> pluck scenes right out of both of them, and stick them in there, um, to hilarious effect. I'll I'll go to bat for Hot Shots Part Two. I think it's fucking hilarious. But it's better than the first one. Yeah, I think they're both great. I think the first one's really funny too. Um, just for the uh, just for Carrie always this whole explanation of chafing dishes. I think it's great for the first one. Um, but. Um, yeah, this one, it was uh, directed by uh, George Cosmatos, <laughs> who made Cobra, which I will maintain in terms of overall entertainment value is my favorite, well, second favorite Stallone movie, right after uh, Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash is a good one. Tango Cobra was good, though. Cobra's hilarious. Cobra's really good. Well, in Cobra, you know what it, you know where that came from. Do you know that story? No. Um, originally, Stallone was supposed to be in. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff about Cobra. Originally, Stallone was supposed to be the lead in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Interesting. And he wanted to make all these changes to make it less of a comedy. And more of an action movie, and and <laughs> eventually, Cobra's what you got. And eventually, they replaced him with yeah. Eddie Murphy. It was like, oh, the hell with you. And he made Cobra, which was based on a book, but very much changed. And that book, I feel like Paul Harvey. And now you know the rest of the story. That book went on um, to be adapted again in the Cindy Crawford Billy Baldwin movie Fair Game. Yeah. Uh, so Crawford. Cobra and Fair Game are Fair Game's technically a remake of Cobra. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> it is, it is. It's based on the fuck same that book. Baldwin, where's he done? Backdraft. Um, Backdraft I think you're forgetting a little game. movie called uh, called Sliver. Ew. No, yeah, Sliver with 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 uh, her. That was like a, a digital uh, basic instinct. Yeah, yeah, he was in that. Um, anyway, uh, Cosmatos also made Leviathan, which is a favorite of mine from when I was a, uh, a kid with Peter Weller and, um, and Tombstone, which great movie. Yeah. Tombstone's badass. Um, okay. I'm going to say something about Sylvester Sloan in these next two movies. I want to preface it this way. It's going to sound like. I'm body shaming Sylvester Stallone, which is ridiculous. Because if you know me, or if you've ever seen me, you know that I have a body and a look that is, let's say, Chris Farley-esque. Yeah, that's a little too extreme, but sure. Yeah, but I, I was I was met fully for Halloween last year, and I did not have to wear any makeup. Let's just put it that way. So, 
that being said, Stallone in two and three, to me, looks really weird. He looks like like if I was a like a, an eleven year old boy and I had a bunch of action figures, and I started mixing and matching pieces for my action figures. He looks like that. Like if I pulled the head Ouch. off a of He-Man and I stuck a G.I. Joe head on it, he looks weird. I don't know if it's because his head doesn't match the rest of his body or if it's because of his mullet. He looks strange. I think it's just the hair, but he it might be. great. I, I mean, yeah, obviously he's in great shape, but he looks weird to me. Well, he started juicing. Well, that really comes up in the fourth one. Um... Where he was doing all the, you know, like, uh, all the, uh, what do they call it, the, the hormone shit. Um, anyway, so here's here's the one where I start to have problems with the politics a little. I will say this. I love that Charles Napier's in this. Napier. It's Charles, right? Is that his first name? Yep. Yeah, he was uh, he was a bad guy in so many movies, and he's so good at it. And he's a bad guy here. Um, I always remember him as the guy from Blues Brothers, <laughs> uh, chasing him down in the RV. <laughs> but he was in Mosquito. Uh, he was in all kinds of fun stuff. Um, and a court in Martin Cove. Um, John Kreese. Yep, yep, just. Bringing that Cobra Kai energy over to uh, to his part. I was right before Cobra Kai I started. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, do I recall correctly from the Karate Kid episode we did? Didn't he have like a whole backstory about being in the military and jo- uh, John Kreese's character? Yeah, uh, it was always known that he he was in the military, but I don't think they ever might be the same dude. I'm just saying. Well, they didn't really say anything until the show about his background, but they said something in the one with. Um, he was in, definitely in the service. In in three, the one with with um, Thomas Ian Griffith, Terry, yeah. <laughs> Terry Silver being the most over the top nonsense ever. He says something about him being in the military. Well, because he served with them in Nam. He said that. Too. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm probably the same dude. Probably playing the same character. Maybe. Um, Some universe. Yeah. Um, but this is the one where I start to lose a little sympathy for Rambo because it's not like he got forced into that situation to start with. They sent him there willingly. And I get it. Like he wants to, quote, win the Vietnam War this time, unquote, which had already ended 11 years earlier. But you're talking <laughs> about the war in his head. Yeah, but we get to win this time. Krenna's great in this movie. Richard Krenna's really good in two and three. And uh, Hot Shots. That's what I was going to say. And Hot Shots part two. The best part of that movie when they cut off the finger trap <laughs> and then he grabs his wrist like, like he was hurting. <laughs> See, I think my favorite part, especially after watching this in three, is when he's like, there was a little girl and she went into a house and there were three bowls of porridge. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking great. Um, and I did not realize until recently, because I happened to catch it on cable, um, that uh, he reteamed with David Cruz later in his career in the ridiculously terrible movie Jade. Jade. 
Linda Fiorentino and and Angie Everhart. Linda Fiorentino. And drop. Yeah, and they're both very naked in it, which is amazing considering the movie is boring. Um, Interesting. But it's it's David Caruso and um, Krenna's the um, the extremely corrupt prostitute loving governor of California. Um, <clears throat> well, it's kind of fun to see them both back together. Um, sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, he kills like. Roughly a billion people. Uh, the helicopter part, where he gets left behind with the helicopter. Yeah. This is the same year, if I'm not mistaken, as Platoon. 85? Right. Eighty six. Well, Rambo came out in eighty five. Or First um, Blood Part Two. First Blood Part Two is eighty six. I'm almost positive. Oh, you're right. 85. I'm wrong. What year is Platoon, then? Sounds like 86. Yeah, next year. So maybe Platoon ripped them off. That 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 scene when he when they leave him there on the helicopter with the helicopter? Think that looked like the Willem Dafoe scene? Yeah. No. Come on. It, One, they're Willem coming Dafoe down to get shot. him. They leave him behind. They never were coming down to get him in Platoon. They got Charlie Sheen out. Yeah, but they were flying over. They already got Charlie Sheen from a different place. Mm. They were flying over. They were already flying away. They were like, no, remember Tom Berenger said he was done. That's the thing. Tom Berenger is basically the Charles Napier in Platoon. Like, we're not going down there to get him. Nah, I don't know. I slightly disagree. That was that guy was just following orders. That guy was being a dick. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the whole point. That's why Rambo shoots up all the freaking computers at the end as if the computers were the problem um yeah oh that was the other guy i wanted to mention steven burkoff who plays the russian which <laughs> is already a little ridiculous but steven burkoff spent pretty much like his entire career playing that guy yeah he was the bad guy in uh, beverly Hills cop too he was also the bad guy playing a russian evil bad guy in octopussy two years before this nice um he was great at it uh this one a bunch of Razzies, which I think is a little much. Yeah. There was a lot of shit that was way worse in the mid-80s than this. But I, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, the the cover, like the, the posters were, I mean, your typical action, but those were a bit much for me. Well, and it's, I would have liked to see something, if you're going to do a sequel to First Blood, I would have liked to see something maybe a little more subtle than this. And people don't understand how big a deal this was when it came out. Like, I remember, I was 13. There was a cartoon series. And it went for two seasons. Really? For children! Based on this movie. Nice. They, he kills, like, roughly 600 people in this movie. He kills so many goddamn people in this movie. And they had a kid's cartoon, uh, Rambo and the Freedom Fighters, or some such shit, for two seasons in 86. That is bonkers. <laughs> that is crazy nonsense. That would be like having a... I, I can't even think of an equivalent right now. Like a Saw cartoon. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any goddamn sense. That makes actually less sense than the Toxic Avengers cartoon that came hey, out. Hey, hey, that was a good cartoon. It was, but that was at least silly. There isn't anything silly here. There's no real sense of humor to Rambo. 
At least not the second one. And there shouldn't be, really. This is not a series that literally lends itself to laughs. Right? Um, but uh, huge, huge, enormous, ridiculously huge hit. Um, 44 million budget. It grossed 300 million worldwide plus. That's a lot of money back then. That's a lot of money right now. Uh, IMDb of 6.2, which in my opinion is high. Rotten Tomatoes is 33.60. Of course the critics aren't going to like this. Um, and the end song of the movie was written and performed by, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. Yeah. And then <laughs> I say, who? <laughs> Well, in a a, a shout-out to to the late, great Norm MacDonald, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. (laughs) Um, Anything else you want to say about two? Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I still liked it. Showed a little bit more of the human side, because he really thought that he was going to walk away with Ku, Ko, whatever. Oh, yeah. The teacher from Sidekicks. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I forgot she was in Sidekicks. Oh, yeah. She well, was. and she's a little bit much, too, for she me. Kata and everything. Was she in Jumkata? No. <laughs> Man, that's a great film. I wish she'd been in Jumkata. Jumkata. No, no, she was, she was uh, one of the... She had her own kata. Oh. Like, she was, like, performing at the uh, martial arts thing. Oh, I thought you said Jumkata. It's going to be like... Man, I would, you know... If, if we, I got to uh, recommend a movie for you to see on this episode, go see Jumkata. Jimkata's fucking great. I'm just saying, this, that's the only episode I do, a single movie episode, would be just for Jim Cotter. Well, and Johnny Dangerously. But. Oh, yeah. Um, Double no, hitter. Jim Cotter's badass. Not, Kurt uh, Fuller. Kurt Fuller, as you've never seen him before. Actually, that came out in 85, too. Or since. <laughs> that came out the same year that uh, Rambo 2 came out. And yet, Rambo 2 gets all the money. Where's the justice? No justice. <laughs> There's no justice in that. I, I found her a little weird, too, because uh, I looked her up on IMDb, and like she was brought up, I think, in England, right? Um, I, I think she, she was not brought up in um, overseas. Like, it was, like, away from England. It was, it was, it was I want to say England. And um, the whole, like, broken English thing, that all bugged the hell out of me. Uh, especially after I read that. I was like, ugh. <laughs> hey. She speaks perfectly good English. Why do you got to do that? To say, she really learned a lot by sidekicks. Yeah, I mean, oh. And I'm just discovering now, as I'm looking at it, she has the same birthday as I do. Interesting. Um, yes, she was, she, was, um, she was brought up in Wiltshire, England. <laughs> so this whole, like, I know, know the uh, ways of, English men, no, no, uh-uh, mm no, that's not her. Um, what is expendable? Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Expendable. But it, it, the, the, that's what bugs me about this series. They go farther and farther with that, especially after the third one, um, which is problematic on its own. <laughs> it's not really their fault, but it's problematic on its own merits. Okay, so you get to part three. You know the big problem with part three, right? No problems with part three. Oh, there are so many problems with part three. You know what the biggest problem is in part three? Okay, let's get to it. Okay, so this is 88, right? Am I right about that? Because now I'm questioning myself. Okay, 88. Peter McDonald, 
as the director, he went on to direct the Damon Wayans vehicle, Mo Money, and Never Ending Story 3. Mm -hmm. And Legionnaire with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And that, that's not a lot much more than that, but he was second unit director on friggin' everything. He Batman, Labyrinth, Legend, all kinds of shit. Um, you know in part three that it's Rambo helping the Taliban. <laughs> that's that's kind of the biggest issue I have with it. It's, it's Rambo's helping the. There's a lot of issues with it, but Rambo's hel helping the Taliban is numero uno. That's who they are. That's the Taliban. I don't agree, but sure. Well, I mean, what's the difference? There's a huge difference. One, they're not, <laughs> Taliban's the Taliban. They're terrorists. These guys were. Well, this is the Mujahideen, the main strike force against the Russians during the Russian invasion of. Um. Afghanistan, correct? Yeah, but I mean, I don't see how it, still don't see how it's the Taliban. These are freedom fighters in the right. Movie. But after they kicked the Russians out, those are the guys who took over the country as the Taliban. That's yeah, them in real life. Not in, I don't agree. No, with but them. in real life, they didn't know that at the time. I'm not saying it's their fault, but I'm saying now <laughs> it plays as Rambo was helping the Taliban, and the Russians are just as bad. And the Russian in this particular movie is fucking ridiculous because he's a colonel that for some reason feels the need to jump into a helicopter and lead every battle by himself, <laughs> which is goofy. What colonel does that? It's Russians. Yeah, but come on. He's a colonel. Yeah, but he's a Russian colonel. You, but he's got forgetting. other dudes that can fly a helicopter. Yeah, but you're missing the whole point. It's Russia. Russia has to always be big and bad. So that's why that's what that depiction was. Just like the whole center on the bad guys is having that fucking helicopter. Yeah. Which, which ended up being the very last stand anyways. But that was like the main villain was that fucking helicopter. It wasn't the guy. It was the helicopter. Yeah. Well, another guy, but it was, it to me, it was the, the, what you call it, I guess, was the symbolizing of it, I guess. Like, yeah. Because when you first start the movie or ish, like you start off with that helicopter. Yeah, no. I get that. I guess here's here's what I, here's how I would have played it. You 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 start the movie with him ordering some dude to like take out all those muhajin whatever in the uh, in the helicopter, and then like all the shit happens, and then Rambo takes out a bunch of dudes, and then you get to the colonel going, "Fuck this! All my people suck." I'm going to do it myself. That would have made sense. But the fact that almost every time, with a few exceptions, but a huge amount of time that dude's on screen, he's like, time to get back in the helicopter. Like, he's a colonel. That's ridiculous. Um, anyway, this one, the main problem other than, you know, and it wasn't their fault, other than Stone House the Taliban, the other problem I had with this is the third one. That might be Krenna's best one. You get more action out of Krenna. Yeah, well, and he's more doing stuff, right? Like, he's just, like, more involved and more... He gets more acting opportunities in this than any other ones. Um, that being said, um, it's... They, they kind of try to inject some, like, Schwarzenegger-y... 
one-liner humor in this. Like the part where they're fighting the whole, basically the whole Russian army <laughs> with the tanks and the helicopter and like a zillion other things. Like you go into, you know, that whole thing, like when you go into Blades of Glory, like that whole thing is too bantery for this series for me because it's a little dour. Like the whole series is not very funny, nor should it be. I didn't it, think it was trying to be funny. I thought it was just. The third one seems to be trying to throw some humor into it. I mean, a little. It does, I mean, they do that a little in the later ones, too. I'm trying to remember which one it was, where they have the... It was this one, it was three. Where he's got the, uh, the, um... He's got the, uh, the light sticks. <laughs> My blue light. What does it, what, what, what does it do? It's, it's blue. <laughs> He's just a very direct guy. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> it, it, the humor does not really happen in Rambo movies as, as much. Nor should it. It's not really that kind of series. But yeah, three did not work for me on most of it. It's not, none of these are boring. Which, as you know, is the worst thing they could be. But there, this doesn't really work for me. It just doesn't. It worked for a lot of other people, though, because it made $190 million goddamn dollars on $63 million. I mean, hey. Which I was a little surprised by. I thought that didn't do as well. Rotten Tomatoes of 41 45 which honestly is about where I'd put it. Not a huge fan of three. Um, 5.8 IMDb, which brings us to 2008. 20 years after Rambo 3, we come to Rambo. Just Rambo. The best one. Really? Yep. This movie, this movie does not give a fuck. No, it does not. You're I agree. You're kids in burning huts. I agree. You're shooting them. You're, I, and you're showing it all, but I thought this was the best one out of all of them. I cannot agree more about, about what you're saying in terms of they ain't fucking around. Um, mm-hmm. Stallone's directing, and he's not messing around with it. Um, there's some... Mo- First of all, and again, not to body shame, but he looks puffy as fuck in this movie. Hey. He was doing a lot of... I guess he was like very involved in like HGH and all that shit at this point. He's always been. But more so, because he looks puffy. He looks straight up puffy. I mean, he's men's in shape. So. I agree. Um, this one, okay. How do I put this? Myanmar is a difficult country. They've been in a civil war on and off, pretty much always on, since 1948. (laughs) So, I get it that it's a horrible place. That being said, the way they depict conditions there in this movie is a little ridiculous that they're just so well a they're mowing down rice farmers for no apparent reason who's going to grow your rice that whole scene where the guy just comes in and just mows down rice farmers then they aren't threatening them they're not doing anything just mow them down that that they make the main bad guy at least they imply that he's something of a pedorast. Did you catch that scene? 
Well, yeah. I mean, this is stuff that actually goes on over there. Well, yes and no. I mean, and it's look at some point in that movie, I got to the point where I was like, I'm a little disturbed by the fact that there's this giant group of Asian guys who are all being painted as evil, and there's a whole bunch of white dudes that are coming in to save the other white people. It got. It seemed very. Pro, and, and I'm not super sensitive to that shit usually, but in this one, it seemed very in your face. It seemed very like, like the the when they have the prostitutes dancing around on the stage, and there's all those dudes in the audience, and they're all freaking out, and it's just this wave of faceless Asian people that are like waiting to brutalize these girls. That whole thing started to get to me a little bit, and I'm not super sensitive to that kind of shit, but it was weird. It was weird. That being said, I did appreciate the heavier violence in this. That was more graphic. I like that. Yeah, the action was great in this one. Like I said, this the action was really good. Me. The action was really good. Um, I like that, and I said this in Expendables, I like that Stallone is continuing that trend of I'm too old to have a romantic interest in her 20s or early 30s, so I'm not going to do that, which is great. Um, it's very refreshing to see that. I think the graphic violence is great. I think it's a lot more brutal. A lot more brutal. This is almost like... It's a really violent movie. Like, yeah, it's almost, almost too fun. violent. But it's yeah, not... it's almost like hostile. But that's what, I mean... <laughs> but that's what... that No, that's a compliment. I like that it's that violent. I think that's great. It's It's that it comes off a little bit... And maybe it's just me. I don't know. Racist is a strong word. I don't see how it's racist. It's what's going on over there. Yeah, but you don't see him hooking up with a lot of other Asians to stop that from happening. You see him and a British dude and a bunch of other mercenaries, one of which is Asian and he gets killed, going in to save the other white people. That's the whole plot of the film, though. But I know, but I think you're. I don't think you're. I think you're reading into it a little differently. I don't know. They I don't were, know. They were sent there because people were kidnapped. Right. But so yeah, those mercenaries. I mean, it would have been easy to fix this problem if he was hooking up with like. Oddly enough, it would have been easy to fix it if he'd done a Rambo three thing with it. If they were hooking up with rebels already in the country and you had some people from within the country that were trying to fix things, I'd be more comfortable with it. But this, the whole movie, to me, has this vibe of, like, these damn savages. Like, the, the whole thing's kind of got that vibe to me. Like, all these people are savages that can't take care of themselves, so us white people have to come in and fix it. That's not how I see it. No, fair enough. I, from a from an entertainment standpoint, I'm with you. And from a standpoint of the violence in it, I think it's got awesome set pieces <clears throat> and great shit, like just with people getting brutalized, which I think most of these movies could have used because otherwise it becomes this cartoon brutalization thing. But the politics of it bugged the hell out of me. Anyway, thirty-seven sixty-nine on Rotten Tomatoes, which is quite the swing. Um, IMDb of seven which sounds closer to what you would think for it. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I looked at it for what it was. I didn't really expect it. I mean, needed a reason to make the movie, but needed a reason for Rambo to do something. Yeah. And that's what the movie was. No, I, I get it. think that it was white, black, so whatever. I don't think that really mattered. I don't think that really had anything to do with it. Uh, I think just so in the brutal, like the, the brutality, what actually goes on out there. Yeah. Well, and, and some of that I appreciate. Like the, the pirates stopping them and that whole scene I thought was great. I thought that was really good when the parents were like, no, fuck you, give us the girl, give us the girl. I was like, okay, yeah, I get that. It, it's, I don't know, it, it might be my own issues. Maybe I need to talk to my therapist about it. <laughs> but it, it's it, it's problematic for me on a number of levels. Um, but again, not boring. And the set pieces are great. And the graphic violence is, is fun and not fun. But it's, I appreciate it's more realistic, right? Yeah. Like, it's not part three, where you're just, like, mowing down a bunch of faceless doofuses. No. Um, they make you feel all that shit, which brings us, of course, to the most recent Last Blood. 2019. Done by Adrian Grunberg. Um, he's only really done a couple of movies. This in the uh, Mel Gibson movie, Get the Gringo. That wasn't a bad one. That's all right. He's done second unit on practically on a ton of stuff. Traffic, the single Jack Reacher, blah, 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 blah. This one, I want to hear your take on this one. Uh, this one wasn't that bad, in my opinion. Uh, rewatching it, I feel a little bit better than when I first initially saw it. But, I mean, like I think I was texting you about it. it, it got a few facelifts, went through a few different phases. There originally was supposed to be a script with him and Mickey Rourke. Because in the movies, he did mention that he had a, a brother. When? In one of the movies. I forgot which one. I don't remember him saying that. Uh, oh, that makes few, sense. Very cause... few people asked him about his family, whatever. And he goes, he did have a dad. 
And he mentioned a brother throughout the series. Well, it makes sense given that he's got a niece. Yeah. But that was just... Although... I mean, it could go, I mean, you never know. He must have had a sister. This one had to be a sister, for sure. He had to have a sister. Because the the Mexican dad. Yeah, well, and... Here again, part of the problem for me with this movie... Thankfully, like, it's not quite running into... Uh, Death Witch 5 territory, right? Like, Stallone's obviously old, but he's kept himself in a lot better shape than Charles Bronson did. Um, And if you're going to do this movie like this, then it's probably the best version of this you could do. And my job is coloring this a little bit because I deal with people coming from Mexico all the time, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Mexico is not that much of a hellhole. It's not that bad. It's not Are you great. Kidding me? It's not as bad as it is in this movie. I completely disagree. Oh no 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 no! I had a cousin shot in Mexico. Oh, I'm sure by drug cartel people. Right. It's a here's my deal. Mexico is very bad, my friend. It's bad depending on where you are. <laughs> but here here is the part of this movie that really bothered the hell out of me is. Not to get too much into it, but when she gets injected with the drugs and he's driving her back, right? And she dies in the car. I understand Mexico is very dangerous, but there has to be a hospital somewhere that could take care of that. With no ID, no passport. If your options, he has passports? Nope. That's why he drove through the thing because they took his ID. Who did? The Mexican cartel. Or they took his, his driver's license, not his passport. I mean, how, you're going to need either one. If he's got a passport, he's fine. And plus, going into Mexico. He went into Mexico after that. Could have got all the replacements after that. Because he went out and then he but came she back. she didn't have anything, though. That's the no, point. but he still could have gone to a hospital. And if she was dying, they would have done something. That's looking too much into it. <laughs> I don't know. That bugged the hell out of me. Um... That being said, this movie is it is what it is, right? I, I the the whole thing I was watch, I was thinking while I was watching it is that Stallone, I, I appreciate that he's kind of acknowledging his age at this point, which is good. He'd make a good Frankenstein's monster. I would love to see a remake of Frankenstein based on the book, where the Frankenstein was actually very where the monster was actually very articulate, and like smart but looked all messed up because he's made out of body parts. I think Stallone would make a really good Frankenstein's monster based on the original book. There were a couple of seasons, so I was like, holy crap. I showed a, uh, a photo of it to uh, Sophie earlier today, and she was like, he looks like one of those skulls from Army of Darkness. I'm like, a little bit. <laughs> um, he's in great shape for his age, but he's my parents' age. And he plays it pretty well for that, you know, he plays it like a old guy who's in great shape. But I think you make a great Frankenstein's monster. I don't know. I, the, the Here again, I got a little bit of a... All of Mexico is a hellhole in the end kind of vibe to it, which is a little, simple, a little simplistic. Um, that being said, I liked it. I actually liked this better than the one before it. Um... I thought all the stuff in the tunnels was really fun. 
Yeah, I mean, it was the whole tunnel thing was pointless. It, but it was fun. But it was. I like the fact that I mean, he straight up got his Vietnam revenge, in my opinion, because he set up all the traps that yeah would be over there when they were fighting the Viet Cong. Well, and it was a little. I remember watching this and thinking, like, what the hell? They would set up a trap. The trap would spring. And then you jump out anyway. Like, the whole point of having a trap is that you don't have to be there. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, it was... I, I had fewer problems with this than I had with the one before it. This one seemed a little more... I don't know. On, on some level, it seemed so melodramatic on some things that it could take them less seriously um you know there's a lot of cliche happening in this movie like who didn't know that the girl was going to go to mexico everybody knew that girl was going to mexico and they drag it out for a while you know stuff like that um but you know i i didn't i didn't just you know straight up like hate any of these movies Mm -hmm. i think they're all entertaining in their own way um but this one's fine. I mean, I think not my four favorite. and five would have been a better two and three. See, and two and three should have been a four and five, as far as like how they go. There you out, go. How they get out there. See, there you go. That's that makes. Funny. I would love this series if they'd done that. You are brilliant. You should call them right now and, <laughs> and tell them to do that. That would make way more sense. Uh, only because I, I kind of looked at, I kind of went the Death Wish route. The more the Death Wishes got the more ridiculously they got. Yeah. But they, you know, order-wise, it kind of made sense, I guess. Right? Didn't we agree with that? Yeah. Like, the order of the Death Wish movies is exactly what order we rated them in, correct? Pretty much. I can't I, if I recall correctly, I liked... I think I put two ahead of one or something. I, I don't... I, I rated somebody ahead of one. Two was good. Two or three. Maybe three. Just because three was like, I think we said two one. I want to say four, mine five. was three one three two one four five. Um, I'm gonna put four higher too because four had a great opening and was really well directed comparatively. Um, and uh, my computer just died, so I don't have the Rotten Tomatoes on the last one, but I remember it being not great. I know I got a lot of shit because Mexico gave it a lot of shit. Well. Let's see. They've got a point. <laughs> Critical response, 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And then a 4 out of 10 for the site's critical consensus. Yeah, it's it's not great. It's not, like I said, I liked it better than the 08 one. But I think it was made just for another gruesome setup. Yeah, no. I Yeah, if you can watch like, it on just that, on those terms, I loved the whole cutting the dude's head off and leaving it there with the girl's picture. I thought that was really good. That was great. Yeah, when you dropped it on the, on the on the highway or whatever. Well, and when the no, when the when the brother comes in and finds the body, head the headless. Oh, no, no, when he dropped was, the head. Yeah. When he dropped the head, that was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty great. Uh that whole thing was good. Um gave me a very um Fistful of dollars vibe, those two, the two brothers, the one who's all business and the other one who's all pissed off. Yeah, that was a little awkward. It reminded me a lot of the two guys in Fistful of Dollars. Yeah. Um, it's probably their uncle. 
<laughs> he was like their great grandfather at this point. He lived out there. Anyway, so that's Rambo. So um, here, here's trivia for you. Which one did he not get injured in? There's only one movie where he did not get shot. Shot? He was shot in four of these movies. Shot? Yeah. With real bullets. Well, no, no, no. Like, like in the movie, like in the movie. Okay, so oh, first blood. The character. Yeah, yeah, the character. Well, it's obviously not last blood. He got shit twice. beat on him in that. Well, I'm talking about shot, like real shot. shot. Obviously, not last blood. I think he got shot in the shoulder for Rambo Four. Because remember, at the end, he's standing and he's holding that that wound. Mm-hmm. So I think he got shot there. Three, he got shot. On the, you know, when he poured the gunpowder. Yeah, in. that's the one where he cauterizes <laughs> the wound and it's fucking ridiculous. Like, it looks like somebody set off a sparkler in his like, gut. He, he took the tip off that. Fucking ridiculous. Um, I First one, he got So grazed. two, he doesn't get shot in? The second one, he doesn't get shot. He gets tortured again. But nobody shoots him. But nobody shoots him. And then the first one, they got him, they nicked him in the face, remember? Yeah. Technically, he got shot. Well, and he said in 2018, he said it was almost like when Trump was like, "I'll I'll, I'll accept the the uh, I'll accept the rule uh, the uh, the election if I win." 2018, when uh, last spot is about to come out, he's like, "This is gonna be the end of the road for Rambo," you know, unless he makes a lot of money and then uh, might do one more. <laughs> yeah, uh, I kind of hope he doesn't do another one. I don't think I, he will. I think it's done. I think we're there. All his relatives are dead now. I, I kind of. I kind of wish he had died at the end of Last Blood, like they'd taken out all the bad guys and been really badly injured and just died on that, um, the rocking chair? on the rocking chair. Yeah. I think that would have been a really cool kind of poignant ending to him, and it would have really kind of tied up the whole series in one big bow. But here we are. Um, I don't like that it's going to end on five, like number wise. I'm like. Uh... What, you like a superstition well or some a, shit? Might as well squeeze a six. You got a superstition about ending on odd numbers? Just certain franchises, yeah. Well, Star Trek for sure. Every Star Trek odd numbered one sucks. Hmm. Star Trek one, boring as fuck. Three didn't Which make any one? sense. Five was the one that yeah, Shatner which, directed. You're talking about the Shatner movies. No. Uh, yeah, the, all of them, really. If you go by the odd number ones... One, garbage. The the first the first Star Trek the motion picture is like three hours friggin' I don't know if it really is three hours, but it feels like it's three hours long. With the with Pierce's Kambada and she's bald and they find the Voyager spacecraft and it's like slow as fuck. Two is amazing. Rathacon. Rathacon's amazing. Search for Spock is just them looking around a planet for the whole movie. The fourth one, Voyage Home is the one with the dolphins, that's a lot of fun. The fifth one is one where they go looking for God that William Shatner directed and Uhura has a fan dance in her country? 60s. Is Six is Undiscovered Country. The Six is pretty good. Five is garbage. Five is Final Frontier. That's a garbage. Six is, is Undiscovered Country. Then they do Generations, the one where they kill Spock and uh, with, with the new guys from the, new, from the next generation where, where, where they kill Kirk, rather, with Patrick like Stewart. Generations, right? Yeah. That's the seventh one. Where the where Kirk gets killed by a falling bridge, really? 
Eight is First Contact, which is badass. Nine is Insurrection, which is not badass. That's the whole data running around being all stupid. Yeah. I mean, it's all the all the odd numbered ones suck. Hmm. It's weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they're done. I, I don't. I don't know I what. I think Stallone's done. I think Stallone's done with that. Because he can't do anymore. Well, he's doing Creed. He's doing another Creed movie. Yeah, but he's not. He's. But he's not going to do Rambo anymore. I hope. Well, I'm saying he's not physically doing anything in, in Creed. Like the Samaritan, he just came out with the Samaritan. I wanted to see that, and it looks good. You know, I, I was told watch it, especially towards the end. It just kind of. Well, just... and it seems like he's like got this balance, this battle within himself, right? Like. He wants to keep doing these action hero stuff like this. He has that Eastwood complex. Yeah, but he's a good enough actor at this point that he can play up his strengths at his age. Mm -hmm. And the one that started him on that path that he should follow is Copland. That was a good movie. It's a great movie, but it's the first one that's kind of like, he gives that I'm getting a little too old for this shit vibe. Yeah. Right? And it's really good. It's kind of like, I'm hoping he keeps up with that trend, because Last Blood's got a little of that. But it's, I don't want him to fall into a Bruce Willis trap, where no, it's like, I mean, I Bruce Willis had, had Willis had his perfect role to go out on in Sin City, mm-hmm. and then just kept going. Yeah, just kept making movies. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing that happened with... Um, Boris Karloff did Targets, and then he made, like, four shitty Mexican movies after that. Like, stop. Stop. Once you get that perfect role, just fucking stop. Vincent Price even did it. He had the perfect role in Edward Scissorhands, and then he did Dead Heat. Like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I love Dead Heat. I think it's hilarious. But, no. Just stop on the good one. You're old. Stop it. Um, Anyway, I'm sure we're going to disagree on the order. But for me... The first one is obviously the best one. I think it gets into a bit of a mishmash after that, but I think probably two, then Last Blood, then three and Rambo are kind of tied for last for me um, for different reasons. Um, Actually, one, then Last Blood, then two, then... Kind of a tie at the end for three and Rambo. For me. Yeah. I think it's one, four, five, two, three. Fair enough. Yeah. I'd say one, five, two, and then three, four, and kind of mishmash for different reasons. But there you go. So that's Rambo. Um, You know, Rambo three was uh, at the time the most expensive film ever made. That doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, it's no Waterworld, but... And that's the show, that's the movie that uh, Gizmo was watching and Green Monster. I thought it was two. It was a mix of two and three. Yeah, but that's what I was talking about. Like, it's really hard now. It was because they kept going back to the scene, like, going back to the shop. And it was two different scenes, but both those scenes he was watching Rambo movies. Yeah. The first one, he was watching the second one, and when they went back... He was watching when he was getting stuff ready. He was watching the third. <laughs> that well, and that's the thing too that I was saying. Like it's hard to take either one of the two and three seriously because they've been referenced in everything. Yeah, you know between Hot Shots and UHF and um, 
and and Gremlins and seven hundred other movies that, that have made Bollywood jokes about remake. I did not know that. Did you not know that? Uh uh-uh. uh. They spent well. You know about the Bollywood films, like they don't oh, yeah. fuck about the budget. Like they got the money for it. Yeah. Well, this is one of those like they they hyped this movie up. Oh, please um, tell me they put a musical number in it. Yeah. That is fantastic. It's a full on remake, but it's a dedication to Rambo. Well, and Bollywood, Bollywood almost always throws in like some kind of musical dance thing in the middle of it. Well, no, no, no. This is an actual serious movie. Like, but they didn't put any dance music dance no, thing in no, it. No, this Bollywood what, always does that. I would that. pay to see that if they had a Rambo and then everybody start just stopped and started dancing. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'd watch that shit everywhere. Um, who was it? Somebody did basically a shot for shot, for shot remake of the second one, too. I can't remember his name. Some low-budget asshole did it. And everybody's ripped it off. The best rip-off ever is Deadly Prey. If you get the chance to see Deadly Prey, go watch it immediately. It's one of the funniest things you'll ever see in your life. It is a straight rip-off of the second movie. Plus, like, if you took that and the most dangerous game... And you put them together, and then you cut the budget by 85%, it would be Deadly Prey. And it's so goddamn funny, I can hardly stand it. Um, anyway, that's Rambo. Yeah. We've been doing this a while. It's a long one. Um, oh, five movies. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, the next one we're going to do is probably going to be even longer because it's a never ending story. <laughs> um, so you can just listen to that forever. <laughs> I mean, we're only watching it for the first one, but there's well, definitely two more. Yeah, and we're going to watch well, the, all three Jonathan of them. The Jonathan one was okay. What? The Jonathan Brandis one was okay. That was the first one, wasn't it? That was the second one. Are you sure? Daryl was the first one. What? Daryl was the first one. <sighs> Daryl. Um, and then Jonathan Brandis was supposed to be, the was homeboy, was Daryl, quotations on that. Same, same, per, same character, but just different actor in the second one. Bastion. He was supposed to be Bastion. Here you go. Um, that kills the Indian. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to watch it. I started watching the first one again with my kids. And don't if feel like crying, huh? Well, first of all, I don't know if they're ready for, <laughs> for that part. And Probably shouldn't watch it. Oh, Texas. God damn it. And horse don't listen, man. Uh, and, <laughs> the horse don't listen. And, that was Bojack uh, Horseman. I think they were starting to. <laughs> Somebody's got to do that meme, like that scene, but with Bojack Horseman's head on the horse. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't think they necessarily have the attention span for it because it is one of those '80s kids movies that's a little it's definitely '80s. It's a little slower. Well, if anything, you just show them Daryl. Pardon me. Um, if I was going to show them something. 80s I wanted to disturb them with. I'd probably show them Return to Oz. That was weird. That's a fucked up movie. Yeah. It's... Ugh. Anyway, so yes, never-ending story next. Anything you want to recommend people watch or whatever? I already did mine. Uh, not really. I've been a little too busy to really watch anything. Uh, a couple of shows on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, one, Reservation Dogs. That's supposed to be great, yeah. Really hilarious. I still have to watch Prey. I did watch Prey. I've heard it's awesome. I hey. To me, it makes me forget about those last two. Hmm. Uh, by last two, and do you I, mean and Alien? I'm a huge 
Predator fan. Do you mean Alien vs. Predator, or do you mean no, the last two Predator, Predators? Predator 1, the two AVPs. Then there's Predators with Adrian Brody. That's a continuation from the first. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. Only because of the character that was dropped in on the planet with the rest of them? It was, I didn't know that was, it was why it was a continuation. The Hispanic... The, the Latin Hispanic woman in Predators, the Adrian Brody Predators, mm-hmm. was the survivor from Predator 1. Oh. Okay, so there's that one. And there's mm-hmm. Predator, mm-hmm. that that Shane Black, the guy yeah. that got it in the first one, one of the guys that got it in the first one. And then there's Prey. Well, I because, think you're Prey, missing a very, very important part of that canon. Which one? Predator 2, dude! I already said Predator 2. No, yes, you I did not. I said Predators, Predator 2. No, you said... Yep. Pre- no, it's, you did it's not. It's been recorded anyway. Okay, let's check no. it out in front of you. You didn't say it. No, I did. Predator, Predator 2, the two AVPs. Predator 2 is the bomb. It's a strong for the first. I love Predator It's a tie, two. almost. I love it. It, it is super underrated. Well, how about and this? You need to watch Prey, because guess what? Prey ties into the second one. There you go. I like that. Um, you know what? What's a good? Uh, I was just listening to a thing about this. A good double feature with it is um, Split Second with Parker Howard. You seen that? No. If you like Predator Two, watch Split Second. It's it's um, a dark future two thousand seven. <laughs> it's made in the nineties, um, where London is half flooded, so all the scenes are like people walking through water, like up to their knees. And this um, Rucker Howard's in it, who's awesome and everything, but he's a uh, he's a cop, and he's trying to track down the serial killer who may or may not be of alien origin. It's really entertaining. I would highly recommend it. It's got a very Predator Two kind of vibe to it. Hmm. Anywho, so never ending story. All right. Well, hopefully we'll find an end. That third one's going to be the end. Yeah, the third one might be the end, end of, of everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jack anti- Black's in it, though. I'm anticipating it being as bad as uh, Cruel Intentions. Nothing's that bad. It's going to be more entertaining we'll than Cruel see. Intentions. At least it won't be boring. I mean, cancel culture rise. You can't be killing no Native American on the screen now. Mm. But at least a white man can't do it. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, I, Jack Black's in it. How bad could it be? I don't know. Goosebumps. This bumps is all right. I like the first one. They're both all right. The second one was a little. It was the same one. I was like, it should have been. Well, yeah, part but two. They're, they're kids. Who cares? Um. Anyway, that's it. So woohoo! All right. Well, this is a long one for us, but it was good. Yeah. Hey. Um, like I said, uh, we are the series. Rambo is in the bank. This is blood bank. <laughs> <laughs> Last blood bank. So. But yeah, we'll be back in soon. All right. Bye. Bye.